What's that place you've always wanted to try? Well, you're there. Sharing plates with just one bite. Or on second thought, maybe not sharing. It's that good. When you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express. Don't live life without it. Susan, I'm sorry I'm late. Traffic is terrible. It sure is. But on top of that, gas prices have been skyrocketing. I can't believe how expensive gas has gotten recently. Prices at the pump are up, but I never pay full price for gas anymore. I just use the free Upside app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the Upside app? Yes, I get real cash back every time I buy gas. And does that actually add up to anything? I've made around $200. Wow, that's serious extra extra cash. I'm downloading the free Upside app now. Download the free Upside app to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code SIMPLE for an extra 25 cents per gallon cash back on your first fill up. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, to PayPal, or any gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code SIMPLE for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code SIMPLE for 25 cents per gallon cash back on your first fill up. Hi there, this is Jim, the Keys bartender, coming to you from Key Largo. Let me s- stop the music here. How are you today? Oh, it's going well here. We have a little off and on rainy day in Key Largo. I hope all's going well with the weather where you are from. We are halfway through the month, almost halfway through the month. Two more weeks to... New Year's Eve to start thinking about what they call New Year's resolutions. Yes. And as a bartender, as whatever, whatever occupation that you're choosing, it's probably a good idea to rethink how we do our jobs. I noticed that whenever I'm unhappy with what I'm doing, is generally has to do with something I'm unhappy with in my life. Not necessarily with the job I'm doing. And it spills out to those other things we do in life. Our relationships, jobs, general satisfaction. And I don't know if it's, I don't think it's a bad idea to reevaluate, reevaluate what we're doing and how we're doing things. I know there's always room for improvement for me. But that doesn't mean you have to beat yourself up. A, a list of um, things you want to do, like New Year's resolutions, could turn out to be a thing where you're just listing every thing you think is negative about yourself. You know, part of the end of the year... Maybe just an idea of listing things you're happy with, too, and things you'd like to improve. I'm someone like Dr. Phil or, or a professional psychologist, and I do have views on people like that because there are people all the time that are under care of professionals who don't get better who don't get better. And that's it's a very tough job being a, a social worker, psychologist, counselor, all those things. Because 
they can treat, they can try to treat the illness, but really what happens for things that people, that the needs people have when they go to psychologists or counselors is something internal. And the changes that that need to occur or things that need to occur internally. The way we think, the way we do things, the way we process information, which is thinking, right? I, I recently, I've been, uh, I think since it was last year, I had my operation right towards the end of 2020. So I've lumped that right into the process of waiting for the operation took over more than six, seven months of 2020. But the process of healing took over all of 2021. It wasn't a major operation, but I did have a huge New Year's revenue uh, resolution was taking care of myself better. Thinking about the things I put in my body. How do I take care of my body? How do I think about? I, I didn't. I didn't really spend a lot of time thinking about how I think about myself and how I think about other people. I was just thinking of the physical, the the things I put in, the things I do for my body, the things I don't do for my body. For um, one thing in particular, my you know my wife said was that it seems like I have maybe some kind of dairy problem. <laughs> that I did a lot of dairy, a lot of milk, a lot of cheeses, um, ice cream, and it produced a lot of. A lot of repercussions for me, inflammation maybe, or something like that. I didn't go to, I know, I didn't go to a doctor, but who knows your body better than you? Who knows your body better than you? It's just like when you're exercising. When you're exercising and something hurts, there's good hurt and bad hurt. There's the bad hurt of when you're running and you can heal your knee, you know, feel your knees clicking together and it's painful. Or there's muscle soreness, soreness that occurs from general exercise or focusing on a certain area. So those things you have to really gauge and you, you almost have to put into a, a benefits and deficiencies or benefits and drawbacks. And I... I figure that, you know, maybe I needed to cut cut back. That's a small thing, dairy. Another thing, recently, I've been very cantankerous. I have been. I've been very abrasive, very contradictory to people, confrontational. Confrontational for me, which is pretty confrontational. I'm not one to really let things stew anymore. I don't want to be one of those people that just pop. 
It's pop. And they say a lot of people in the service industry, they just, and I mentioned that too, I think maybe last week or the week before, about matching energy. I don't know if that's necessarily a good deal, but you def- definitely have to be careful how you swallow things, how you accept things that come towards you. Right? Because someone can say something pretty nasty to you or treat you pretty nasty, and you can start thinking in your head, well, I probably deserve that. And in some cases, maybe. some cases, maybe not. So you got to be really careful with things like that internalizing things that people say or behave or act around you. And you have to be considerate of how you let that go. Let that go. Just release it. Like some the other week, I was just incensed at some news I heard. And it wasn't political. It directly affected me in my job and I took it personally and I almost went outside of my place of work to just do a primal scream but I was wondering I said boy I had this hyper aggression that I wasn't sure where it came from or what was the basis for it and then I realized uh, you know it if you're avid listeners that I've been taking um, testosterone supplements. And pretty much I ignored the rule that you should cycle off that every so often. So you can get a baseline of what you're like without it. I do some I do some of that uh, the vitamin B shots. I take some other vitamin supplements. I take some neurological clarity ones because I get that middle of the day downslide where I get kind of nappy. I don't mean my hand all stuck together. I mean nappy, getting drowsy. So I, I have to be considerate of the things that I do put in my body and stuff like that, even though they're supplements and even though they're things to address things that are deficiencies or perceived deficiencies in my body, they they could be affecting me too. And I have to be considerate of the things that are going on in my body and that it may affect me adversely. You don't want to, you don't want to hold everything in, right? You don't need to go that postal route. I don't mean you're going to be dropping off messages to people. I'm talking about postal, going postal. And everyone mentions going postal, which is just, just letting it go and going crazy. I've seen it. I've seen it with someone really, really just... You, you see the breaking point with some people. And they don't have outlets for it. I have this, the podcast. I have my journal that I use to keep track of the things in my podcast. It really helps me reflect. And if I really needed to, I can go back and say, hey, listen, I don't think I was in a particularly good place at that time. And especially since there's the holiday seasons coming up and we're just still still in the middle of the pandemic. 
And people are frustrated and want to blame people and they want to blame governments. And yes, yes, there is probably someone responsible. But you know something was going to happen. Those stories have been around for a long time. The reason why their stories have been around because it's a possibility. We have biological labs working on things. There's always something that could get away. Or we are, there's all sorts of things. We're taking resources out of environments that we normally didn't go into before. So we're getting more access to things we've never had access before. Populations are more trans, um, more likely to come in contact with populations they've never had before. If you just think of the the way the North American continent was when it made its first, when Europeans made their first contact there, that there was a whole bunch of biological ailments that would occur, that it did occur. People got sick because they were coming in contact with things that these populations have never had been in contact with before for thousands of years, for thousands of years. <clears throat> so in a frustration, humans at least, because of our cognitive capabilities, we got to generate a blame instead of addressing the problem. I think sometimes... It it does make sense maybe finding the source of problems so we can address them. But at some point, we have to address the problem first. We say, well, it's your fault. The reason why we're um, just thinking that people that go on a trip when you're driving. It's harder to get lost nowadays because of GPS and mapping software and applications. But when you do get lost, if you're in with a couple of people, you're going to blame. You even blame the GPS. I blame my GPS one time. I'm going over to when I was getting looked after for my thing last year. You know, the, the, the growth on my neck. I was going to the doctors and I thought it placed me on one side of a highway. Of of the turnpike in Florida and was actually on the other side. And I was probably just misreading it correctly. Or I may have put it in the wrong way. But we do have a we do have a propensity to place the blame on people. It happens every place. Every place. Someone wants to know how could this have happened? How, how did any of this happen? How come I'm unhappy? How come I'm fat? How come I don't feel so good? How come I'm sick? I got sick. Who did I get it from? Very few people want to look within and just say, hey, listen, it's kind of my fault. And then do you really want to blame yourself all the time? No. But you should maybe be blaming anyway. What can I do? I mean, this happened. What can I do to address it? That's what we eventually do anyway. When you're sick, you go to a doctor. You go and they address it. You go, well, my my fucking best friend went and, you know, 
was at a orgy and he got sick and we were hanging out and I must have got the call from him or her. I don't know why I picked orgy. Because usually at an orgy, you usually pick up an STD. Which you could probably pick up a cold. I wonder what happened to the swinger clubs right now during COVID. You know? I mean, they could still wear the mask because that'd be kind of like an eyes wide shut thing. They could just make it incorporated into it. I see people all the time now at the gym. Some people wear the, uh, even though it's not required all the time at the gym. There's, uh, There was a young lady there the other day. I'm assuming it was a young lady. She was wearing a baseball cap. She was wearing glasses and a mask. It's always very hard to tell who it was. But, you know, at the end of the year, we can focus on our deficiencies or we can focus on the successes we had and say, how, do I, how can I build on those? Right? How can I build on those successes? Or how can I even become better at what I do? And it could have been a bad year. It could have been a bad year. But you don't have to trash the whole year. Those bad things that happen in 2021 could be things that help you in 2022. The lessons learned. Well, let me move on from that. Last night, Monday night, we had our a, a lovely dinner. My my uh, co-workers and I, the owners of the restaurant I worked, they had a, a dinner at another local restaurant, which I think is camaraderie in the business community. When you go and say, hey, listen, we're going to go over here. We're going to have dinner over here. And they did a lovely job. The people, the servers were wonderful. It was the uh, bust. And I think the buzz is, I think they're mile marker 106 and a half Oceanside in Key Largo. And they have a lovely group of employees and manager, the manager, Greg, they did an excellent job. Excellent job. We had a nice dinner. We had appetizers. Uh, some people had drinks. I still don't drink. I'm thankful for that. Anything bad happened in the last two years for me? One of the things that wasn't bad, I haven't had a drink. And next Monday will be two years. I'm not going to rest on my laurels. I know I'm just one day away or one moment away from taking a drink. So I got to be ready and wary. Not overly wary. I work in a bar. I accidentally picked up a glass. What was it? A couple months ago, and I took a sip and I tasted the vodka instead of swallowing it. I think you would have been proud. I leaned over into our one of my bar sinks and I spit it out, which people were kind of grossed out at that. And they said, "What did you drink?" And I said, "It was vodka by accident." And they said, "Oh, wow, you're you, you're doing all right." And I said, "Oh." In the end, I wasn't feeling that way. I said, boy, what a stupid thing to do. I could have just went. I could have done it. I could have done it a little more discreetly. But uh, I think I had about 10 customers watch me spit this stuff into a, uh, a sink. And then someone pointed out and said, hey, Jim, that was pretty good. That first instinct of yours was to spit it out. And I didn't even think of that. Because the first thing you do when you start congratulating yourself, you, you start thinking, well, I got a handle on this. And you don't start thinking about it anymore. Which, 
I, I think where any notification I had. So when you're trying to avoid something, you should wear that kind of as a loose garment. So my sobriety, uh, sobriety is a loosely hung garment about my body. It's not a straight jacket. I could take it off, but it's not constraining me. So I could take it, but I'm not. And that's the thing. So that's the way I'm approaching that. So we had our lovely Christmas. I had to leave it early because uh, the wife wasn't feeling so hot. And I just didn't feel right staying. I'm going to do. I took my daughter instead. And we had a lovely meal. I loaded up on it. I had so much appetizers and stuff like that. I really couldn't eat my meal. So I'm still even. I took something I rarely ever do. Rarely ever do. I took my food home. I, I did a to-go container. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna eat it. I ate half of it. I'm gonna eat the other half. I'm proud of myself. I'm doing things that I normally don't do, and one of them is taking home to go container. I know it's kind of emasculating, but I'm 58 years old. I don't think there's any dangers that I'm worrying about looking bad among someone. And think about that. We're, we'll do a little transition for that. But the Christmas party season is here. And the office Christmas party. And it's full of stereotypical behaviors. And it, it's fueled by alcohol. Could be a little pot. Could be other substances. It could be pent up frustrations. I don't know if a lot of people are going to be doing a, the Christmas parties anymore. I think the former, or the former, the current prime minister of the United Kingdom... Boris Johnson is in a load of hot water for having some kind of Christmas party, some party last year in the middle of the shutdown in Britain, about a month and a half, a month before uh, the vaccines were issued. So there's a whole new take to the Christmas party. I mean, there's people that are doing... I mean, how can you have a Zoom Christmas party? There's people that do have cocktail parties where they're hanging around, drinking, talking to each other online. And people say, well, there's really no substitute for being in person. Well, sometimes that's the only recourse if you're going to have a party with someone that you're going to look at them through that. And if you're not touching them, if you're not touching them, what does it really matter? How close are you going to be with that, that person? You're, you're missing maybe some of the body language. But it's really not the same. It's really, it's really no different or not the same. Depends. Be a little less dancing. A little less bad behavior if you talk about physical uh, actions. Like the triest, the hidden triest at the Christmas party where people end up getting together. I was when I was in college, there was a Christmas party uh, at what kind of was it? Christmas? It was an after Christmas party after we had dinner at an Italian restaurant. Uh, I worked in a nightclub downtown. It was 1986, if I remember correctly. 
my last year of college. And I'm on my last year of my undergraduate year. So we we go to we we had a a lovely dinner in South Philadelphia in the Italian neighborhood of South Philly. This particular South Philly. It was it was it was a lovely meal. I love Italian food. And then we went back to the nightclub that we worked in. It was I think it was on a Monday night because we're not normally we're we're not normally open on a Monday night. And I had invited a woman I knew and my brother. I think I invited my brother. You were allowed to invite two people or three. I invited my brother, my younger brother, uh, and a female bartender I met someplace else. And I think she came from her job. And I ended up, it was it was a horrible experience for one reason. One of the my co-workers, and we had some lovely girls working there, some cocktail waitresses, and they used to wear full body kind of, I don't even know what you call it, leotards, full body leotards. That was it. Leaving little to the imagination, covering up all the skin, but skin tight all around. And they were beautiful girls. And a couple of them, or two of them let it be known that they were interested. And I had this woman I invited, but we ne- had never gone out before. I just invited her to invite her. And that was awkward. I That was probably one of the Christmas parties I regret the most. And there was others at my catering, at the Cater Hall in Rosewood, any of you people from the Rosewood, if you remember that. There were Christmas parties that would start, if I remember correctly, they would start around 7, 7.30, and we'd eat around 10, and the bar's open the whole time. And the party really started kicking on. I mean, we do a little Pollyanna. We had about 100 people there, so we did all the Pollyanna that the, the gift exchange and then we were drinking the whole time so I think it all started really kicking in the high gear 11 o'clock and a couple times later years it would go to sunrise but yeah it was a hardcore crew I'm telling you and they weren't all young they weren't all young you started in her 20s and made it all the way up into their 60s. And you know, the, the older people would start leaving maybe around 11, 11.30. But everyone else just kicking and whew. And I guess we didn't get, it, it depends on what you consider embarrassing behavior. If everyone's behaving in a similar fashion, then... It's really hard to point out anybody in particular unless they, I guess they're very, they behave in an outlier fashion. I don't think the lampshade on the head would really, really qualify as bad behavior. I think walking around without your pants on, that would qualify as that maybe. That's a good one. Getting stuck in the bathroom with someone, going into the bathroom with someone to wait. 
little getting caught getting caught actually was the one but you know the the christmas party thing i mean work is for some people when it's their livelihood the christmas party is a minefield it's a minefield you just think about it you got people at the end of the year you're really not at work some people may behave like they're at work, but I think when the people at Christmas party, you have the chain of command is turned on its side sometimes. And the most popular people in the place of work seem to take a higher position. And they may forget themselves. Forget themselves it sounds a little like they may fuck themselves. They do fuck themselves. They say things that they don't mean or say things if people believe that alcohol is a truth serum that they're saying things they mean they do, but they don't say. And it's right before the New Year's. And it's funny, the things that happen during Christmas parties are the things that might lead to people as, you know, adding certain behaviors to their New Year's resolution a couple weeks later. And we'll be seeing that a whole time. People say, hey, talking about how they should make a resolution and stuff. You know, every day we should pretty much make a resolution. If there's something we know that we shouldn't be doing, that we should be doing, that's we, not someone else telling us. Because obviously in a relationship and you, your behavior affects the relationship, then that person should be telling you, you should be. But if you're, you need to make a resolution and you know what it is, imagine, just imagine. Sometimes it could be fictional, meaning I should be more forthcoming, more adventurous. And people around you may think, wow, they already seem very adventurous. What are you going to do? Light your balls on fire. That's pretty adventurous. Sounds very dangerous. Well, I'm looking forward. We're having some parties and stuff like that uh, for, for work. I'm not in any particular... I, can, I, don't, I don't know if it's from the bartending job or what, but I don't feel the need to go to a lot of different Christmas parties. Because where I work, I try to... I think it's kind of like a party on every Thursday, Friday, Saturday. At least I should. It's a weird kind of place to do that. I mean, find it's funny when you get the finer the finer dining areas are less fun. You could get a lot of enjoyment out of it, but less fun. It's a conundrum. So. The place I work at, it's about having a good time. It's not very refined. And refinement could be a restriction on people cutting loose. So there are all sorts of things. So I wouldn't make my resolutions too early. But then again, I wouldn't really lean into those resolutions, into those problems, say, well, listen, I'm making a resolution not to drink in the New Year's. So I'm going to double up in that last week. 
that is not necessarily a good idea. You're on the road for, you know, a DUI or a battery charge, <laughs> a horrible hangover, horrible incident. So the best Christmas present and New Year's present you give to yourself is to be, take a little moderation with all things in the New Year's. Another thing, don't stress or leading up to it. The supply chain is weak right now. It's slow. Santa's not going to be bringing everything this year. You may not get you may not get the car, the cell phone, your specialty dildo, your cheese, your charcuterie box. It may not get here in time. So we may may help to be a little more creative. I notice a lot of offerings on television this year seem to be services. So like eye massage or whatever, something like that, when some people have a, a, a another online application. I'm I'm surprised that Airbnb isn't offering and saying, listen, I want you to send a gift certificate for Airbnb or Uber or something like that. First thing. They do have it for those meals. They say, you know what's a great one they send? Send these meals. Hello Fresh and places like that. There's there's that story about what it, what it, the best gift would be. And if someone really cares about you, and hopefully you're giving gifts to people that care about you. I mean, sometimes gifts are just there to show your gratitude and say, listen, I appreciate you. I don't really uh, care if you care. But this is an expression of my appreciation. That's nice. But another thing is an expression of feeling someone and saying, listen, I'm going to get you a gift. I want to get something that knows that I, th- I was thinking of you. So I know it's important, but sometimes it's not going to be under the... And from one of these sermons, I've, it was on Christmas Day or Christmas Eve, was the greatest gift you could ever give someone on Christmas is the gift of yourself. Or the best part of yourself. That is the best part for that person. So if it's a a spouse, fidelity, care, understanding. For for children, it could be understanding, time. Time's good to spend with anybody. Um, you know, there's just so many things that are important to people other than objects. And we get all stressed out over and I know about stress because I eat stress. I eat stress. I swallow stress and I express it. I express it. I'm not one of those. I've never been one of those guys where we do not express dissatisfaction. I, I express glee. I ex- uh, express dissatisfaction. I express anger very easily. 
it shows in my eyes, it shows in my face, it shows in my mouth. But <clears throat> today I started cycling off that testosterone. I feel a little less less uh, driven in my baser feelings. That could be a um, placebo, a reverse placebo effect. Meaning, oh, I'm not taking this, so I shouldn't feel this way anymore. I didn't, I, when I went to the gym today, I, t- I, take the, I take that supplement in order to enhance my workout. And I didn't row as long as I wanted to, but I ran a little longer and I did more sit-ups than I normally do. So all in all, I think it was all a wash, you know, pretty good, pretty good stuff. And I'll probably, hopefully I'll be able to do that tomorrow and see how, and I'll keep you posted on it. I don't know if you really care about that. Maybe you do, but I appreciate, I appreciate uh, ways you do care or don't care, but I, I will try not to spend too much time on that. And don't fret over what you can give someone or what you're going to get from somebody. If you can, if you can focus on trying to be your best self, you you might end up in a lot better place in the end. It doesn't give you a license to be stingy. If you have the ability, make sure you take care of the people that you can around you and alleviate their needs, right? If your kids needs clothes, you're going to have to get your kids clothes. Your pet needs a bone, get him a bone, right? Need a bone. Well, I'm going to wrap this up today. I'd like to thank all you guys out there for downloading. Uh, we've been having a great couple of weeks, some ups and downs, but generally our listenership and downloading is huge. I appreciate it. And it's growing. I ran into, uh, at the Christmas party I went to last night, I ran into some friends who, uh, one of the uh, women uh, said to me, listen, I'm still listening to your show. And I said, oh, thank you. I better say something nice though. But they're a lovely couple and they've always been supportive of me. And they come in and they want to have a good time and they come to see me. And sometimes I've been exactly the person I wanted to be. No, I, 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 I can admit that. I haven't been the person I wanted to be. I want to be receptive. I want to be happy. And I'm, I will endeavor. That'll be a gift to myself. Because I always feel better when I do that. I need to be a little more facile, like I used to be used to be when I was younger. Easygoing. A good-natured dumb, if you'd call it. Well, thank you for listening. Keep up the downloads, and I will be back to you. When am I going to be back? Maybe tomorrow, maybe Thursday. But thank you for listening. Take care. Susan. 
Listen, I'm sorry I'm late. Traffic is terrible. It sure is. But on top of that, gas prices have been skyrocketing. I can't believe how expensive gas has gotten recently. Prices at the pump are up, but I never pay full price for gas anymore. I just use the free Upside app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the Upside app? Yes, I get real cash back every time I buy gas. And does that actually add up to anything? I've made around $200. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the free Upside app now. Download the free Upside app to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code SIMPLE for an extra 25 cents per gallon cash back on your first fill-up. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, to PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code SIMPLE for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code SIMPLE for 25 cents per gallon cash back on your first fill-up. And now an update on what some analysts and reporters are calling the Great Resignation and the upside of it all. As many as 44% of workers are leaving their 9-to-5s behind and looking for life hacks to make up the difference in income as they pursue other jobs. And as that number grows, so have downloads of an app called Upside. It's a free app for cash back on gas, groceries, and at restaurants. Can an app like Upside really make a difference? You bet. With Upside, users can earn an average of $96 a year. And it works at all the big gas brands like Shell, BP, Valero, Philips 66, Circle K, etc. And at favorite local grocers and restaurants. Everyone's got to drive and eat, right? If you want to get in on this life hack, we have a promo code for you. Head to the App Store or Google Play and download Upside. Enter code HACK to get 25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first fill-up. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account to PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use code HACK.